Welcome back to uh, Two Steps Head Podcast. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody whom <laughs> we might get a wardrobe malfunction. Maybe. 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 I'm Tara Hokeshiro. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, so um, in the past, we've talked about Ohio State. Oh. And the uh, <laughs> national championship game. And now we're talking about something that uh, occurred not too long ago. And that's a Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. Okay, so it was Shakira and J-Lo and others that performed. Now, again, the infamous one, in case you don't remember, the most infamous one was when Janet Jackson's boob popped out. Justin accidentally Timberlake, on yeah, purpose. Yes, accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Justin Timberlake ripped off her top and the world went nuts. We did not have that. But we did get Shakira's tongue thing, whatever whatever that was. Whatever that was, which which was funny because I knew right away that'd become the next GIF or meme or whatever. And sure enough, and sure enough, it is. Yes. So they came out and performed, and um, it was in Miami, which was uh, I don't know if that was the reason why they were performing there because. um, um, Oftentimes, depending on where it's at, you might get like local people to perform. You know. Right. So when it comes to LA, it'll be interesting to see who who comes to LA. But uh, I'll let you start with uh, your thoughts on the uh, halftime show as we kick off this episode. Oh, you're going to let me start. Two steps ahead. <laughs> well, I'll t- okay, I'll tell you this. Well, go ahead. So, there's a, so let's just say that there's a controversy. Let's just let's just start it off that way. Okay. So my, my um, understanding of this, I had flown to Dallas, actually, for a very quick 24-hour turnaround. So by the time we landed on Sunday, the game was at halftime. So we were in the Uber during halftime, so we didn't see it. By the time we got to the sports bar, it was second quarter, and we happened to find a place where there was a bunch of Chiefs fans, so that was fun because they were all excited. Um, And then I started hearing this talk about the halftime show. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And then at the airport, people were talking about it. On the airplane, people were talking. And I kept hearing these snippets of whether or not it was appropriate, you know, what was going on. So then yesterday, or not yesterday, Monday, I guess, um, I pulled it up on YouTube and I was like, oh, so, okay, that's what they're talking so about. So what, what were they talking about? What was the buzz? <laughs> so there seems to be this back and forth about the demoralizing of America mm-hmm. that we are following into the, you know, we're morally, um, you know, sinking and that so, we're, you know, in trouble. So so there's the, the, the conservative side who's saying that it was, it was too sexy mm-hmm. to over the top to pornographic and then the other side saying i don't understand what the big deal is and i don't know i don't know why i'm supposed to not like this i even asked my hairdresser on when i went and had my hair done yesterday i said what did you think of it now she's a christian woman a little bit more on the liberal side but she said i come from a dance background i thought it was art mm-hmm. and i don't understand why i wasn't supposed to like it so I said, I, so I was looking at the Super Bowl show not during the game and not fresh. I was looking at it through the eyes of, okay, what's the controversy? So that may have tainted my viewing perspective mm. a little. So, cause I was searching for what was a, you know, what you was inappropriate. I was looking for something. I wanted to know what they were looking, looking at. It's, it's the same concept about what are you listening to when the records play backwards yes. and someone implants that seed into yes. you that this is what you're supposed to hear. So you're out looking for something. I was. So initially, of course, JLo is super talented. Right. She's, you know, very entertaining. But then, so the black out. I was, I was a little bit like the black outfit first. Didn't she, she remind you of Madonna? Yeah. In that outfit, like, wasn't there a, a, sh- a showcase, like a performance or something, where Madonna kind of wore something similar? Because when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, "Hey, Madonna wore that." Mm-hmm. It's it's the Madonna esque out uh, um, aura. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that that type of outfit is is Madonna esque. So, but the thing that I had the problem with that was is that the way that her crotch was highlighted. So the black boots came all the way up to the top because she was hiding another costume underneath, right? She kept taking things off and there was more and more costumes underneath, which is pretty cool the way they do that. But the high boots, right, came Mm -hmm. all the way up and then she had the middle part that came down and then her crotch was completely highlighted and she had on a thong. To me, it kind of looked like Pubic hair. Yeah, Can okay. I say that? <laughs> wow. Was expecting that. 
Right. But that's that some was, serious shit right there. That was my thought. And I'm like, okay. Cause my and my eye kept going right to her her crotch. And then when she slid towards the camera and spread her legs. Okay. I was that's when I was like, whoa, okay, that's what they're talking about. Okay. That that was my first like thing. And so when I was talking about this to my hairdresser, she was saying, well, it's art. And I come from dance. That's just the dance world. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And I said, I don't understand why, like if she wouldn't have highlighted her crotch right. and if she wouldn't have spread her legs in front of the camera, it would not have diminished her show at all. She's uber talented mm-hmm. and she's highly entertaining. I don't understand why we have to go to that level. Now, so so then, you know, then she was pulled. Obviously, she learned how to pole dance in her right. movie. She wanted to incorporate that. I'm just wondering. I don't know. What do you? Th- I mean, you're a guy, so you probably. I, I don't know. What do you See, think? I, did, I didn't look at it that way because, to be honest, after Shakira, she did her performance, which I thought she did a pretty good job. She looks 12. Right. First off, she's right. 43 and or she's, something. And she yes. looks 12. So yeah. I was like, is that really her? What, what do we? What's going on here? Yeah. But um, and her performance was fine, and I understand that. I understand the, uh, you know, uh, and it was it was interesting because I'll I'll tell you my brief thing first, and then I'll tell you some feedback that I heard from some people, which okay. is which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. Okay. So I thought when when the performances were going to start, the place I was watching it, they were like, hey, what do you think it's going to be like? And I said, you know, it's probably going to be good. It's probably not going to be the best. Mm. It'll be all right. And I said, I know Shakira's going to outdo J-Lo, in my opinion, mm-hmm. going into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. It was good. The performances were good. They were entertaining. Um, you know, the production value was really good. And mm-hmm. Shakira, I thought, really did a good job and excellent did better than, than J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, part of it is J-Lo, and, and this was a lot of stuff that I was look, look, uh, watching on social media, too, was the age. Age was a factor. There's all kinds of memes comparing, you know, a 50-year-old back in the day, right. vacuuming versus J-Lo on the pole. Right. Or uh, the Golden Girls, you know, that girl, the one girl that's like 50, that's all like, you know, grandma looking, <laughs> and then J-Lo on the pole. You know, so there was a lot of that going back and forth. So I think some of it might have to do with, you know, a 50-year-old woman in good shape, uh, dancing on a pole and people get excited about that because this is the new 50. You know, this is what right. everyone's going towards. You know, everyone's going right. to be 50 one day and they would rather be dancing on a pole than, you know, being the grandma looking thing from Golden Girls. Um, and that plus two, I just think that, uh, you know, J-Lo, I like her movies. I'm more of a fan of her as an actress mm-hmm. than as song and performer. I know she does Jenny from the Block or whatever, but I'm more of a fan of her as an actress. So her music never really has done anything for me. So and Shakira's music I like a lot better. So I think that's probably tainting my opinion too. Mm-hmm. But as far as the other stuff, I guess we're just getting to the point where we, we become we become immune to some of that thing because as you're describing it, at the time I was watching, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that would have been a little provocative, wouldn't it? In hindsight, mm-hmm. while I'm watching, I'm like, I didn't really think anything of it because. I was distracted, though, by J-Lo's costume. <laughs> like you said, I'm like, hey, first off, that's Madonna. Second, what's she wearing underneath it? Yeah. So it was, I thought the costuming was a little weird. That's why I thought Shakira yeah. did a lot better uh, because her performance, Shakira's, her music yeah, and, and everything. Yeah, the red pops yep. on the screen yep. and it's, it's not, you know, it just yeah. looks better. But yeah, I didn't really get that. But it also reminded me, too, a little bit of, I think we did the uh, wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson and <laughs> Justin Timberlake. And there's been other shows. I mean, there's been other halftime shows of college football games, you know, championship games and things like that, uh, uh, all-star games. NBA, where people have done things, and I think we just get to the point where we become immune to some of this, and we kind of overlook it on TV, mm-hmm. and we just look at the art of it. You know, we look at the acting of it, or we mm-hmm. looked at the the dance choreography of it. Um, you know, some people that I was watching with, they were they were like, "What happened with Shakira's back?" Uh, background dancers, you know, they had one leg missing in the pants. And they're like, why would you do that? So they're talking about things like that. They're like right. criticizing or critiquing, I guess you could say, right. the uh, the costuming and stuff like that. But um, but I thought that, uh, you know, Shakira did a good job, J-Lo. And I really didn't think about, you know, Jennifer Lopez's spread eagle on TV because I guess, I don't know, I guess I, maybe we were just consumed in conversation with everything else. But here's what I'll tell you. This is the interesting thing. So I have some friends from the, um, you know, um, Latin community, mm-hmm. and so I asked them about it. Hey, what do you guys think? You know, because they're showcasing you know uh, Latin American heritage with Shakira and J Lo. And uh, the first thing they said was that uh, they liked it. They thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought they did a good performance. They thought Shakira did better than J Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also said too that you know, because I asked them about kind of the dancing and stuff, and that's just their culture. Right. You know, a lot of it is like Shakira, that dance that she does, the type of dancing she does, that's just her culture. And she's known for that. And she became a Spanish uh, language singer first and then transitioned to English. Now, uh, when Eng- I saw Shakira dancing, that's what came to my mind, that that's Latin mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. I wasn't 
I wasn't offended by it or I didn't question it as like, okay, we're taking this too far. I saw it as a cultural Latin dance. Even I, when she's rolling around on the ground too. I, yeah, I did. I, yeah, I took it as the Latin dance. I, But I didn't feel that way necessarily with um, J-Lo. Because I think she's... To be honest, I think she's a little bit more Americanized mm-hmm. than what Shakira was. And right. so when she does certain things, it may, may not come off as well mm-hmm. because she doesn't have that background like everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, it's just not her style, you know? Right. I, I, don't, I mean, maybe it is. But, you know, when you, when you have Shakira go first and perform like she did and dance like she does and has the, you know, the background dancers, her backing dancers... Yeah, I mean it was it was it was an entertaining show, and then you know J Lo comes on, and it was like a little bit less uh, enthusiastic. I mean, I don't know. I just I just thought Shakira could have been it, and that would have been it, mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. have her do it. The one thing I thought was interesting, I thought they would have somebody that would be more Cuban influenced because right. of Miami is yeah, a huge Miami, Cuban right. influence, but um, but it wasn't. It's the other thing too that J Lo gets a bad rap because she plays an Italian on TV mm-hmm. or in the movies. Right. She's played a Puerto Rican. She's played a Mexican. She's played. Um, all different kinds. You know, you can cast her in many different roles because of her looks. You know, I think Sicilian maybe mm-hmm. or something. Or maybe that's mm-hmm. Italian. Yeah, um, she's very talented. So I think that's another thing too, where when she tries to get something that's a little bit more uh, Latin influenced, she gets a little bit less credit because she's such an Americanized person. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, and I think when you how how many years ago was the boob gate? Wow, at least ten, maybe fifteen. It was on CBS, so it's probably it was probably like the the mid two thousand somewhere like that, maybe twenty ten, some, yeah, somewhere. So it's probably at least ten years. Yeah, so I remember at that time they were talking about you know the moral decline of America, yeah. and and here we are ten years later, and now I hear the same. Oh, we're following you know falling into the moral abyss. Um, it's the I you know the they seem to they they whoever they. Yeah, are they the authority, whoever that is? The moral majority, right? Um, I mean, they got to know what they're when they're hiring a lot of these artists, what they're bringing to the table. So I don't know that the the producers or the um, that they're necessarily shocked by this, and and it seems that they enjoy the controversy because ten years later we're still having talks about morality and what we should be showing during the halftime show so it makes me wonder what their end game is when they're producing these shows is it because they and and they rehearse mm-hmm. they know ahead of time what's going to happen because the cameras have to be set um and they have to be blocked they have to go through that whole thing so there's a lot of rehearsal so they know what's going to happen right mm-hmm. so and they're allowing it and i'm just wondering if they want the con if they feel that the controversy is um better even so, are they putting? The, I'm wondering if they're putting the controversy higher than just the actual performance. Because didn't didn't John Legend performed one year? Yeah, and there was no controversy no. about that, right? No one's talking about. So maybe. Well, remember last year, Maroon Five right. they performed, and there was some controversy going into them. I forget what it was now that you mention it, but there was some controversy with uh, Maroon Five and the Super Bowl. Is like, no, he's still going to perform, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, I think you know, when you go back to the day, the moral decline of America started with Elvis's hips. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that's that's that was the first <laughs> ultimate show that had controversy. Was Elvis gets up there on what the so Ed Sullivan show, wherever he was, and he starts shaking his hips. Yes. And then it was the Doors, you know, Jim Morrison and their song. Right. You know, the don't yeah, and, yeah, don't maybe maybe it was the maybe it was uh, Jim Morrison on the, one of those shows. You know, Elvis is shaking his hips, and then yes. um, oh yeah, it's uh, the Doors. Jim Morrison, you know, they didn't want him to say we're going to get much higher, right. and so he looks right in the camera and he overemphasizes it. So it's been something that's been going on through the ages where people get on camera and they try to get that shock value mm-hmm. and maybe Jayla was trying for that shock value with her spread eagle I mean I don't know I think it's a little uncomfortable I don't know why you'd want to do that that's a little invasive you know it felt very inv- especially because no I was not again full disclosure I was not watching in a room full of people where the TV was away from me and it was like in a different uh, perspective I was watching on my phone a YouTube I was watching YouTube video on my phone so it was literally this far away from my face and her coming right at the camera. I was like, whoa, like it made me jump. Wow. So I don't know if Could you I imagine that was had, in 3D? Exactly, right? I don't know if I would have had that react the same. Yeah. I, I probably would have still thought that it was in it because it felt very, because of the way that the costume was, was shaped and she spread her legs. It Seriously, I was just like, 
it was so so distracting and so in your face when she came towards the camera and just like spread her legs and like shoved her crotch now, like right in the camera. So now you haven't seen that new movie Hustle, have you? Not yet, but she learned. Maybe it's from that. Had a pole dance, yeah. and I, I know that she was. Um, Maybe she was taking some of her choreography from the movie because I haven't seen it. I yeah, I haven't either. I've heard that it's not the lady that she was portraying is not happy with it because it's not quite accurate. But um, as far as you know, artistic value, I, I've heard that it was hmm. a good you know representation. But yeah, she learned how to pole dance in that movie, and she learned some of those moves. Not that she didn't know them before because she's a good dancer. Right. She has a dance background. Um. So I, I just, I just kind of think that I'm going to take a little bit of a different perspective and ask what you think about this. Um, if we go back up to the 10,000 foot level just for a second, I think that we, um, in our society, there are companies, there are entertainers, there are products that the, the bottom line is that we want to sell whatever it is that we're selling, right? And it doesn't matter if people are, whether it's food, whether it's music, whether it's entertainment, we want to sell what we want to sell and it doesn't matter how it affects people because like if someone is having a problem with pornography or if someone is is um subject to gun violence if someone is you know has mental illness or whatever we kind of just do things for our own value and we don't really pay attention to how it's affecting our society at large we're not team players in other words we're very individualistic in our society so i think when we have um super bowl shows like this i think they fall into that mentality of we're here to entertain and if people don't like it too bad, which I think is sad that we're not, because like I said, if she wouldn't have done that all, you know, and, and she could have toned it down, it would not have taken away from the value from her show at all. So I don't understand why we have to go to that place when it's so, um, like if you want to buy tickets and go to her show, fine. But if, the, but if we're all coming together and there's all these different groups in the audience, why do we have to go? I don't, I don't understand why we have to go to that place and well, get everybody in an uproar. Well, the other thing too, think about it. Okay. Paul McCartney, he performed uh, bands such as Aerosmith. Uh, I think Bon Jovi years ago, uh, like I said, John Legend. So you have artists, male artists that perform and they don't do anything provocative or sexual. Right. So again, why is it going back that the women have to perform this way would be right. one question. And why do they feel that they have yeah. to perform? Because like you said, she's, you know, if we take in the age factor, is she still trying to prove that, hey, at 50, we still got it? Oh, Jane Fonda's been doing that and she's what, like 100? <laughs> she still looks really good. I've met her in person, actually, and she's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we know that the future is there. But, but the other <laughs> thing, too, is like, first off, when people perform at the Super Bowl, you get a big jump in in sales or popularity so people are going right. to buy your music they're going to go out and you know oh i remember that song when i buy the you know download now the album and things like that so you do get a a, a jump so maybe they're looking at first off i got to impress so that i can get the maximum because they don't get paid for these performances the only they thing don't? no they don't get paid to perform at the super bowl wow. the only thing they get paid for or they get expenses covered but they do not get paid I did there's not no know performance that. fee mm. so it's free so first off you're benefiting performing because you get a big boost in your popularity okay. afterwards. So you don't okay. get paid, but you get the, the, the publicity. So then two, what are you going to do with that publicity? You know, and so that's then the decision what you're going to do. So I guess, you know, when you compare the two, you know, Shakira versus J-Lo, you know, Shakira did some things, you know, rolling on the ground, this, that. And so did J-Lo. But I don't know, it just thinks that Shakira was able to pull it off better because she has more of that background mm -hmm. and that Latin dance. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I think that you're right because there was another part in JLo's performance where she turned around and bent over mm -hmm. to the camera and and putting her you know her butt right in the camera. She does have a butt. She does, but again, I'm looking at it as um, there there are so many like you know I've been to the porn convention, I've been to the strip clubs, you know, talking to these people. I've I've talked to people who have been sexually abused. There was one story where a girl, where a guy, um, a guy was telling me that he, he's the, um, I think he's the grandfather of this little girl. She was probably six years old, six or seven years old, and um, he, she, he was watching her. He was um, taking care of her because she had been sexually abused by the father, I think. And so he said that she came out into the room and um, pulled her pants down and bent over, and she says, "Here, Grampy." Like, cause she just thought that that was what she was supposed to right, do. Right. And so when I see people 
bend over like that. It's not, to me, that is not artistic value. To me, that is a sexual come get me type of, you know, move. That's the part that I don't understand why we have to go to those specific places. I don't look at, and, and other people would might say, might hear me saying this and be like, oh, brother, it's just a dance. Like, what is the big deal? But we we take our experiences with us, and that's what I immediately think of. When I see women on camera bending over to say, you know, this is what I have to offer, come take it. I immediately go to that that story of the little girl who was trained that that's what a girl is supposed to do. You know, she was abused by her father. I can't separate the two. So now does that mean that they shouldn't do the Super Bowl because there's one girl in California named Tara that is offended by that? I think that it's a bigger conversation with that, but that's where my mind that's where my mind goes. Right. And a lot of the talk that I heard on the airplane was, I don't understand, even my, my hairdresser, like, I don't understand why I'm supposed to be offended. I don't understand why I'm not supposed to like this. Like, it was uh, it was aesthetically pleasing. There was a lot to the senses that were going on, and it was a lot to participate in. That's just my personal take. When I see images like that, I'm not looking at it as art. I'm looking at it as, um, you know, porn and so if you want to go and pay for that fine but why in a general when when the audience is virtually everybody millions and millions of people are watching the super bowl and and all different backgrounds all different ethnicities all different um baggage that we bring to the table why do we have to do that in that type of an audience i just don't i don't understand it well first off i don't think people take into consideration like the story that you told about sex trafficking and people that have been abused when they're engaging and watching this you know they're Mm -hmm. they're thinking this is fun this is entertaining this is something that's going to be you know good right because i've heard multiple stories too you know i used to work at a talk station that we would bring people in and there was this one uh charity ministry that was doing work with saving people in Moldova. I think it was Moldova. Mm-hmm. Sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And this, and we would bring these women in and they would tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories too of young girls that would be like six, seven years old and they would be rescued out of these sex trafficking, you know, prostitution houses. And that's what they do. You know, their new foster parents, so to speak, saying goodnight to them and they're taking their clothes off. I'm like, what are you doing? Because that's what they're conditioned to do. When there's a guy around, you take your clothes off. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think people really think about that because one, I don't think they want to think about that because it's highly depressing Mm -hmm. and will bring even the toughest of guys to tears when you hear these stories. I mean, it's horrific, the stories that we've heard. You know, you talk about unseen things, unringing a bell, you can't unring a bell. You can't unsee or unhear things that you hear with some of these stories. And so people want to push that to the back. So I don't think, A, people are too in tune with some of the sex trafficking, um, and some of the uh, horror stories that you might be accustomed to that I might have heard because of the you know positions we've been in. Mm-hmm. So they just dismiss it. Two, they think of it as just art and fun, mm-hmm. so they don't put that complete you know picture there because it's not in that environment. It's kind of like the not in my backyard mentality. I want a right. cell phone tower, but I don't want it in my backyard because right. of all the negative stuff. I want the dancing and all the sexiness and stuff, but I don't want all the stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it goes back to two kind of a little bit of hypocrisy from the standpoint that, you know, women want to be appreciated. We've talked about it, boobs or brains, mm-hmm. you know, and here you've got JLo, you know, dancing and being, uh, you know, in your case, let's say provocative and sexual. Mm-hmm. And yet, why could she, could she have just had so much success? And could the show have been just as good without all that? Right. You know, and so I guess that's just where we are in society. You know, like I said, when Elvis starts shaking his hips and, <laughs> and uh, you know, Jim Morrison starts singing, you know, we're going to get higher on TV, then, you know, you get Janet Jackson's boobs and, right. you know, you get JLo's crotch. Right. And I, yeah, and I, you're right. People don't connect those dots and they don't want to connect those dots and would probably think that I'm silly for connecting those dots. You know, but see, you've experienced that. You've seen that. You can't, you can't, uh, an abused person. Okay. It's like the, it's like the abused puppy. When you rescue a puppy or a dog that's been abused, mm-hmm. it's not going to automatically come to you. It's going to cower in the corner and exactly. then you have to develop that love and exactly. then eventually trust. And then eventually the dog's going to be the dog again. And so if you haven't experienced that, if you haven't been with somebody that has, you know, an, an abused spouse or an abused woman isn't going to automatically like fall in love with a guy. There's going to be all kinds of uh, walls up. Oh yeah. And so if you haven't been a part of that, or if you haven't made yourself aware of things like that, then you're not going to know. And a lot of people don't want to know about that. So they didn't even think about it. You know, you think about the Super Bowl in and of itself, you know, law enforcement ups the ante 
And I think they even, you know, heightened the criminalization of prostitution because people fly in all over the world to go to the Super Bowl and prostitution runs amok in these Super Bowl cities. Prostitution is the highest. Sex slavery and prostitution is the highest in the Super Bowl cities. Mm -hmm. That that so and and that's another thing too is when the Super Bowl comes around. I was thinking about that this weekend. I was like, "Wow, so many people are going to be sex trafficked this weekend, and so many women are going to be prostituted this weekend because it's Super Bowl weekend. Yep. People want to come in from out of town and just, um, you know, have their fling." And so I don't. So so then when we see something like this on on TV, you know, during the halftime show. It's almost saying like we can it's okay to behave that way on stage because it's quote unquote safe. Nobody's getting hurt. It looks it's it's um, pretty. It's glittery. It's sexy. It comes with the hair machine. You know, the hair's blowing the the music, the fireworks. And so therefore, it's quote unquote okay to do it in that setting. But it's the same movement. It's the same that bending over is the same like here here I am come I'm available come take me it's the same move it's the same act it means the same thing but somehow we think that it's okay if she's wearing you know sequins and glitter and has great hair and you know the wind machine and everything to go with it it's okay and I don't I I kind of I look at it as and I know there are other um the people in the sex uh, trafficking industry look at it's all the same thing you can't we can't separate it out into boxes we can't society say likes to do that we like to do that because we don't want to know about what is going on with the sex i mean there's more slaves um today than there were you know a hundred years ago there's sex slaves and and labor slaves and all kinds of stuff that's going on right now that we just close our eyes to there are thousands of of women um being sex sex trafficked just in california alone so you're right. We don't want to think about that. But that's that's what I'm looking at it. People are I heard a lady on an airplane say, oh, there was this controversy online. And I just commented, um, pull up your big lady britches and put your whatever that saying is. And I looked at her and I thought, OK, here's one of those spammers. So I looked at her and I was like, OK, what kind of a person is saying this? And she was just this normal. And I think she had no idea. She just wanted to comment and get be a part of it, like, oh, lady, you're just being too, you know, stuffy, just move on. And that just told me that people were not really thinking about it. We just want to see it, enjoy it, and move on and not not go any not go any deeper. Well, we do live in an instant gratification world. Yes. And so everyone wants that instant gratification now, whatever it is. Right. Hungry, you're gonna eat now. Yep. Um, sex I want to now. Um, entertainment, entertain me now. If I'm gonna Tweet something. It's got to be 178 characters or whatever it is now, you know. And uh, you know, videos, get, you know, TikToks, what a minute. Instagrams, a minute. You know, everything's now, now, now. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're in. But we also like to separate and escape because sometimes I think people will use entertainment and media as an escape. One of the things I tell my mm -hmm. students, in sure. case you don't know, I teach radio broadcasting at a community college in Pasadena. And one of the things I learned in radio that I pass on to my students is people will come to you as the escape from their problems. Mm -hmm. And so you can't bring your problems to the table sometimes, depending on your situation, but you can't, you know, if it's a music show, people are gonna come on, listen to music and feel good. So you can't bring your problems to the table because they're, you're their escape True. from the problem. True. And so people like to have that. So when you look at a halftime show, and a lot of people were looking forward to this, I mean, the, the social media was lighting up when, when the halftime, uh, you know, when the when the game clock hit zero for halftime, people are like, here it comes. This is it. You know, I mean, everything. Pepsi's everywhere, and then the fireworks go off, and boom, everybody's now ready for this. Right. So I think that um, people then separate, and they go right to entertainment mode and entertain me. I want to be entertained. I don't right. care about the rest of the world because this. I don't care about the Super Bowl anymore. This is it. Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything else because I just want to watch this. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, it brings up is idolatry. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, think about all the people that are sitting there, you know, um, you know, holding these, you know, two gals up and these performers up, and, you know, just worshiping them. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, they're great. They're talented. Um, they're beautiful. They've got it going on. But they're just people, too, that happen right. to be talented in certain ways that maybe I'm not talented. Right. That doesn't mean that you, they're any better or any worse than I am or you are or anybody else. Mm -hmm. They just happen to have a talent that they're able to use on a, on a big stage like the Super Bowl or in their recording studios or on TV with you know movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. but, um, but they just, people just idolize 
people so much. And sometimes I'm guilty of that too. You know, there's, there's a lot of people I'm a fan of and I'm like, oh, there's a new album coming. I can't wait to hear it. Or there's a concert coming to town. I want to go. But it also puts us, you know, why do we put these people on pedestals? And I think right. that's the other thing. When you have a J-Lo or a Shakira on a pedestal, mm-hmm. they can do no wrong. Right. Elvis can do no wrong. Um, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, all of Hollywood yeah. can do no wrong because yeah. they're up on the pedestal. How dare they do anything wrong? Politicians can do no wrong, although I think everyone thinks politicians do everything wrong now. Um, but you put people in these positions, and they can't do no wrong because they're above it. Right. When in actuality, everybody's just people. They're and just, when they do something wrong, and we we see that we don't want to we don't want to see it and so we push it away athletes, we don't want to acknowledge yeah, it athletes are a huge thing yeah. you know how many times there's an athlete I mean how many times we've seen an athlete punch his girlfriend or wife on TV on TMZ yeah. and he's back in the league yeah you know how many times have we seen you know an athlete you know drunk drive or you know driving drunk and back in the league and mm-hmm. how many times have we seen you know athletes brandish weapons mm-hmm. and shoot somebody mm-hmm. and they end up back in the league mm-hmm. you know so we put these people on a pedestal and we think they're above the, you know, above the fray, above the law, whatever, and they can do no wrong. And we accept the things that they do wrong as normal. Right. When if you're a parent, you wouldn't accept that from your kid. If you're a teacher, you wouldn't accept that from your student. Hopefully nobody brings a gun to class. But, you know, the malfeasance is, is not accepted in other parts of society. But when you deal with superstars and performers, it's okay that they do wrong because right. we accept it. it. That's exactly it. Like if someone, if someone was dancing that way in public, you know, in a bar... Like the whole the whole room would be like, oh, my gosh, look at that woman. She's the bouncers would come in and yeah, the bouncers would come in and get it right. But but you do it on the stage at the Super Bowl and the halftime, then it's okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have this double standard of when things are acceptable and when they're. And it's, and it's always going to be that way, because, like I said, it's been there since the days of Elvis. And Mm -hmm. it's always going to be that way, if not getting even worse as the years go by, because I think. You know, society is accepting more and more. You just look at the airwaves and there's more profanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, we talk about shit on here and before you can even say that right. anywhere. Right. Um, so we're accepting more and more of the moral decay, so to speak. I'm not saying we're in moral decay, but that concept in society because we just get used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we get used to the fact that um, people push the envelope and they accept it and they accept it and there's no ramifications for it. Um, a government deregulates the FCC and the airwaves and then we have the internet and then you got Howard Stern and then Howard Stern goes to satellite and then it's right. just, you know, complete, you know, debauchery. Um, so it's, that's just how society is. And I think that's how society is going to go because it's just acceptable. The other thing too that I find fascinating is one person, people want to, people want to fit in. People want to be a part of something. It's right. hard to be. Right. Solo. It's hard to have a conviction and stand on a conviction right. and be the only one in the room with that conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. We don't talk politics in my classes because it's not the place for it. But every time it comes up, I know there's always a conservative student or two that's not saying anything mm-hmm. because they don't want to be ostracized by the rest of the class and you know outed, so to speak, right. because most everybody's going to be a liberal. And so people don't want to stand alone. So when things like a halftime performance goes, you know, like it does, or an artist comes out and does something, a majority of the people are going to be, or maybe a minority of the people are going to be like, this is okay. Mm -hmm. And then the majority jumps in and says, oh yeah, it's okay, it's okay, because they want to fit in like everybody else. Right, right. We don't want to to stand out and say, oh, that was not acceptable, because then right away people start saying, oh, what is wrong with you? You know, why, why are you so blind? Why can't you just get with the times? Why are you so, you know, sexually oppressed? And I think that you're right. I think that it's hard to stand up and say, no, this is not, um, you know, this is just not okay. And something else that I find interesting along the same topic of, of sex and, and what is okay and what is not. We've been talking a lot about the pineapples on this show. Love the pineapples. So, okay, you got to tell a story for people so, that might not know the pineapple. That, okay, so I live in Santa Clarita. I have this friend who is divorced. She's um, my age, so she's around 50. She is now in the dating scene, and she's been telling me <laughs> she's been telling me that there is a huge population of swingers in Santa Clarita. So then I hear rumors, I don't know if it's true or not, but if you go to certain restaurants in Santa Clarita, if you put your keys on the corner of the table, that's a sign that you're a swinger and that you want to meet other swingers. I've heard that if you 
go grocery shopping and you put a pineapple upside down in your cart, that that's also a sign that you're available for swinging. I don't know if either one of those are true. I have not tested them, but that's the you should. That's the rumor. I, sh- I know. You should test I t- it. Well, I sent you a picture that day when I was at Ralph's. You did. You had that thing upside I took down a, pineapple. I, I put a pineapple in my cart. I took a picture and I sent it to you. And then I immediately put the pineapple back and I couldn't stop laughing. And I just went to another part of the store. I was so... Um, it was funny. But I should be get brave enough to walk around and see what happens. Anyway, yesterday on KKLA 99.5, right. I got in my car to go to work. That station happened to be on, and they were in the middle of this dis- discussion about swinging. What time of day was this? The morning drive. Okay. So apparently they now I didn't I didn't tune in quick enough to hear the actual question that they were presenting to callers but I'm assuming the question was if you are a swinger or a multiple partner sexual person call in and tell us your story. I think that's what the the setup was. So when I joined in I heard these people calling in there was people saying that um there was three people like they lived one girl lived with um her boyfriend and his best friend and they the three of them slept in the same bed and they would just pass her back and forth another um, woman called in and said that she was married and she had a boyfriend and the husband and the boyfriend were friends and the dj says well doesn't that don't they get jealous or and they she says no actually when one of them gets tired of me and I want to go out and do things, then the other one will go out and do stuff. And then, so then the one that's behind can have quiet time. (laughs) And they're like, you're just too much to handle. So they were, you know, having fun with it and saying she's too much to handle and it takes two, you know, men to keep up with her. But there were all these stories about swingers. And then there was another story about a swinger that, that they had swung with multiple couples and then the wife gotten an affection for this one man in this one so they kind of became like a thing so then it wasn't swinging anymore it was more like a boyfriend in addition to her husband and then these other couples but it was fascinating to listen to the conversation how we can just hop in bed with whomever well that's how society is that was fascinating to me like because my because we don't have which i think is part of the 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 way that the sexual, you know, the images and and whatever is we're just expected to give ourselves away. We're expected to share our bodies with everybody. We're expected to to um, perform and to look good. And and, and it's not a big deal to go around and be with multiple people and to let people have the most intimate parts of ourselves and do with it whatever, consume it however they want. That's fascinating to me that we've come to that point where – People say um, someone, you know, is raped or someone is a POW, you know, prisoner of war or someone is, um, you know, kidnapped and, and they can take away their clothes. They can steal their money. They can. All, but they, you can't take someone's identity. You can't take someone's um, ability to choose how they're going to deal with the situation. And, and your body is all that you have left of all the possessions in the world. Our body might like my naked body is mine. Like, that's all I have left. But if I don't share it, if I don't let people consume it for their own pleasure and gratification, now I'm a prude and I'm a cold fish and I'm, you know, too conservative and I'm whatever, whatever, whatever. I think that's fascinating that people think that they have to give that part of themselves away in order to be accepted. Well, society is full of double standard. Society yes. is full of hypocrisy. That's yes. just what we live in. So, yeah, we talk out of both sides of our mouth. Yeah, all the time. And so first off, you're going to sit there and you're going to say that we can't do this. You know, we can't do, um, we shouldn't do this behavior. We shouldn't act this way. But then we're going to go and do it, mm-hmm. even though we're advocating we shouldn't. Um, how many times have we seen that in different walks of life, whether it be politicians, whether it be religion, or whether it be anything? You know, people are out there saying don't do, and then we find out they're the biggest offender of that. Right. Um, the other thing, too, is, you know, we want to have a public persona. We want people to think that we're a certain way because, again, I think it goes back to we want to fit in with the status quo. Mm-hmm. But then we want to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to have our vices. We want to have our guilt. We want to have our sin. We want to have the things that we want to do. Um, I know people, you know, just, just take alcohol. Like, I'll drink. I don't mind. I drink. Uh, call me. We'll go out. Um, <laughs> and some people 
you know, in, in certain circles, you know, drinking is bad. And so they like to drink, but they won't tell people. Right. Because they don't want other people to know that they like to go have a beer. Right. There's nothing wrong with a beer. Um, other people, you know, they'll sit there and they'll like to watch certain kinds of, uh, of television shows. You know, maybe just half hour comedy shows or something that might not be, you know, I like to watch Superstore. Uh, it's a complete waste of time of 30 minutes. I've but been I, on that show before. Have you, really? you see me? No, yes. I didn't. I have to go back and watch it. Um, <laughs> But I like it because it's just 30 minutes of just... Nonsense. Yeah, yeah and I like fun. it. It's fun. It's a fun show. And so I, I watch it. But people are like, why do you waste your time? Well, because that's my 30 minutes I want to do. But people won't share things because they want their public public life to be one thing and they want their personal life to be another thing. Mm-hmm. And then hypocrisy is just what it is. You know, we say one thing, we do one thing. And plus, I think, too, society in a whole, you know, we, we are taught that we have to have these standards. And it goes back to the box thing. We have these standards. We have these ways we're supposed to live our life, and yet we want to go outside of that, and so we kind of neglect those things that we want to do, and and then next thing you know, it's like we're going overboard to try to compensate. Right, right, and I think those standards, sexy seems to be part of the standard of the the society, what society says a human is supposed to be. Well, just take shorts. the definition. Take shorts, okay? Shorts used to be, I don't know, down at your knees or skirts. Remember, two inches above the knee, you know, dress codes. Right. Then all of a sudden now, shorts have gotten shorter and shorter. And we've gotten to the point where, you know, we got girls with shorts where their butt cheeks are hanging out. Like 13, right? 12, 13 year olds. And, and you they got this 12, them, 13 year old butt cheek hanging out. You tell them not to do that. And they think that you're so old fashioned mm-hmm. and so not with the times. And they don't understand what it is that they're conveying. And you cannot convince these girls that that is not, mm-hmm. that it's just not okay. Uh, you know, tops, the, the, the tops get, uh, the cuts get lower. Mm-hmm. You know, the boobs come out. I remember, I remember back uh, when um, I think it was Clueless, the mm-hmm. movie Clueless came out. I was at, I was a long term sub at a junior high school, and when Clueless came out, everybody's wardrobe changed mm-hmm. to fit. You know, the, yes. the, the mini skirts with the high socks. Yep. I cannot tell you. It was, it was eighth grade. It was eighth grade geography. I cannot tell you how many thong underwear <laughs> that the girls would have riding up their back. You know, or yes. like their boobs would be hanging out. I'm like, dude, you're like eight. You're like an eighth grade. Right. Why are you dressing this way? Right. You know, why can I see your thong? Right. Why when you sit down in class and I'm sitting at my desk, I can see your crotch. Yeah. You know, it's like, why, why are you dressing this way? And again, you know, where's the parents? First off, mm-hmm. you know, when you got this eight, you know, eighth grade, what are you like 14, mm-hmm. you know, 15 in eighth grade? Mm-hmm. It's like, but people want to fit in, you know. The, the excuse is always everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I want to do it because I want to fit in because you can't live life on your own. You can't right. be a loner because then you're a loser. And I think this the standard is is that we part of our part of the standard of arriving is that we is sexy. That's part of the definition. There was a picture of a um, was she a quadriplegic or paraplegic? I think she was a paraplegic. Um, beautiful girl. She was in an accident and she posted a picture. This was several years ago. She posted a picture of herself in lingerie, sexy lingerie. And it was a after the accident, after the mm-hmm. accident. And it was a Victoria's Secret Playboy ish aura to this picture. It was like a boudoir picture, you know, and you can go and mm-hmm. have those mm-hmm. lingerie pictures done. So it was very sexy, very provocative. And she posted this picture and said, I just want to prove that that I'm still just because I'm a paraplegic doesn't mean that I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. And I thought, OK, how does this make sense? Because you're saying that in her mind, I guess she was saying that she doesn't fit into the sexy image anymore. Be, you know, and so she has to prove that she does by putting herself in a sexy image and then being judged in the sexy image. Like you're putting yourself in the arena that you're complaining about mm-hmm. and then asking them to accept you anyway. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But I felt bad for her because I thought, why would you have to put on lingerie and pose in this to prove your self-worth in order to prove that you, that just be, that you're okay even though you're a paraplegic? Like that, I so we get so confused about where, you know, and then we have all these women on, on the Internet and on YouTube that are saying, um, I feel great about my body. And they're posting them, posting pictures of themselves in uh, like a bra and underwear or a bathing suit or whatever, a sexy pose. But again, they're putting themselves into the arena that they feel that they don't belong in in the first place because all the magazine covers, all the people on TV have these like 
flat stomachs and great bodies and they're you know obviously you know gorgeous and so these women are saying i'm gorgeous too i have self-worth too which is true but then they're posing in the same pose and putting it into that arena saying accept me too even though i'm overweight even though i have roles even though i'm not in shape or i'm not toned or whatever that to me doesn't make sense i don't understand why you would put yourself in that same arena um and so and i'm going to change the subject again because now that we're talking about this, the bathing suit picture that I told you yes. earlier. Coming to Instagram soon. No. Oh. So now I'm thinking like, okay, as we're sitting here talking, am it. I a hypocrite too? It's not, a, it's not, it's a, it's from the back. I'm sitting on the beach. You can't even, you don't see my face or the front of me. It's just the back of me. But again, I'm quite, and I have a really cool message that goes along with it. But then am I being a well, hypocrite? See, I, I think, I and think it's am too, I being... I think it's two things. One, the first off, it goes back to how do you define your self-worth? If you are looking for the attention through these pictures as your self-worth, then I think you're off base because you right. need to define your self-worth as who you are and what you contribute to yourself in society and value yourself as who you are. Now, that's not to say that if you're overweight like I was, I lost 55 pounds you know, last year because I wasn't happy with myself. People say, oh, are you conceited? Are you vain because you want to lose weight? They look- said that? No, I'm saying they oh, could oh, because oh. it's like, <laughs> did you like, do that so you can look good? Well, no, I did it for health reasons and because, yeah, I wanted to look better. Right. So the, the vanity, so to speak, is okay because you know we want to be our best. We want to, but for me, it was my decision mm-hmm. to do it and I lost the weight for me, mm-hmm. not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So what's your self-worth? So if you're comfortable and confident in the fact that you look good in a bikini or bathing suit or sexy lingerie and you want to put it out there because you want to put it out there because we're all narcissistic, then that's fine. But if you're looking for your self-worth in that, I think that's where it becomes Mm -hmm. problematic. So, you know, the one lady who uh, had the accident that was posing, I'm like, okay, good for her because she wants to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, great. Take the pictures, put them out there. But I'm also saddened by the fact that that's where she's trying to find her self-worth. Exactly. And her self-worth isn't in the no. sexy pictures. Her self-worth is in the fact that she's a survivor, mm-hmm. that she overcame her accident, mm-hmm. and now she's starting to get to the point where she can become, like we've talked about with uh, your friend Bob, Bob, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're a normal person. Right. You just happen to have these disabilities, but you're a normal person. Right. And so it goes back to me, you know, self-worth. So if you like the picture... And you're not finding yourself worth in that, and you just want to share it because everybody wants, you know, to like, hey, I look good. You know, sometimes I'll be in a tie and I'll post it on Instagram, and mm-hmm. hey, it feels good for people to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, see the fact that I, I'm looking good in a tie, or I've lost weight. You know, hey, that's that's good. So we like that because, I, and, and plus, I think goes to investing and sharing with other people, mm-hmm. um, and being a, and being open and being like an encouragement and being and showing people that hey, it's okay to do this in this environment. It's okay to be. 50 plus and wear a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be in a wheelchair and have sexy pictures. It's okay to go after some of these things because you don't have to define your situation or your situation doesn't have to define you but and limit you. But I think if we're putting those pictures out in public and, and letting that definition come from other people, like you said, if you're getting That's yourself worth yeah. right, and having other people define whether yeah. or not you're worthy based on the picture, that's yeah. where we're that's where the problem trouble. comes. Right. So we'll see if I post yeah. that picture or not. I'm still debating <laughs> on my Instagram. <laughs> DM her. Post it. At Tara Hoke Shiro. We will see. Bombard her DM. Post it. <laughs> peer pressure. Next episode. Peer pressure. As right? we peer pressure exactly. her into posting the picture. Um, but no, I think in the end, as we kind of kind of wrap things up, I think it's, you know, as far as the halftime show, yeah, I didn't think anything of it because I just kind of expect those things to kind of happen in those environments. Um, so I really didn't think anything of it. I thought Shakira did better than J-Lo. I thought they could have just had her only. Um, but, you know, good for them. They were able to do what they wanted to do, and they were able to perform. And, you know, the fact that they're women, the fact that they're minority women, which I don't even know why we call people minority anymore. People are people. Again, we're defining people by self-worth. Right. You know, all minority women performed. No, there were women that performed, you know. Right. Um, but good for them. But then, too, I would say more importantly is that, you know, we've got to take a look at things, you know, from the perspective of, one, have character enough to stand alone if you need to mm-hmm. against something. Mm-hmm. Have the character and the strength, even though it might be lonely and a lonely road, but to stand your ground in your belief system, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. 
You know, if you like to swing and people like you shouldn't swing, but you want to swing, well, stand your ground and swing. If you think swinging's bad and and everybody else is doing it, well, you know, don't do it. Um, so stand your ground in whatever your belief is. Two, also know that there's going to be ramifications and consequences for what you do. So if you're swinging, you might end up with an unwanted pregnancy. You might end up with an unwanted sexual transmitted disease. You might end up with a broken heart. You, who knows? And then three, self-worth. Define your self-worth as to who you are and not what other people dictate. Sure, we want acceptance and we want approval and we want people to like us. That's just natural in our uh, human being's soul. But I think we need to define our self-worth first as who we are and be comfortable with what we are. And then some of the stuff we put out there, it's okay. But you you got to have – if you're looking for self-worth in other people to give that to you, then I think you've got a problem. I don't think you're going to find happiness or contentment. You've got to be content and happy with yourself first and then put that stuff out there just because you want to. And again, like I've always said, whenever you do something, whether it's a podcast or music show, whatever, do it for yourself and don't not necessarily for everybody else. Do it for yourself first. Find pleasure in yourself because that's where you're going to find fulfillment. Do something for yourself. You want to post a picture? Don't do it because we peer pressure you. <laughs> do it because you want to do it because you find fulfillment and right. satisfaction in posting that picture. Um, but uh, but that's what I'd say about it is just you know find your own self worth and then after that do what you want to do as long as you're not finding this trying to get someone else's self worth because then it goes back to the um, you know. That you do things for someone else because you want their approval, and then you're not going to act in your best interest. Right, right. Then we start doing things that are not um, authentic to us and mm-hmm. are not natural to us, and and we're looking for approval outside of ourselves. So, yep. um, yes. So, final thoughts. I'll give you final thoughts on this one. <laughs> that was a lot of final thoughts that you just gave. Um, final thought, and I would also I would add to that that we have to be brave enough and have enough character to allow other people if there's somebody that is standing alone and rather than attacking that person, um, be brave enough to accept the fact that they are taking a different um, thought pattern. Because a lot of times we feel threatened by people who stand up for something and because we have to question ourselves, well, is what I'm thinking okay? If that person's going against it, then what does that mean about me? So we also have to be brave enough to allow people to have their own thoughts, their own opinions and their own ideas without taking it personal, without, getting all you know quirked up and feeling like we have to attack that person so two steps ahead podcast highlighting the shit we've been through so you don't have to uh instagram where they find you i am on instagram at tara hoke shiro t-a-r-a-h-o-k-e-s-c-h-i-r-o you can find me at uh, Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S, Edom Rocks, and also at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud. Links are in the bios. Uh, you can also find us on IGTV at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Uh, YouTube, just search two, two Steps Ahead Podcast and all the audio platforms like Pandora, Spotify, iHeartMedia. Just search Two Steps Ahead Podcast and you will find us on the radio, on the internet Somewhere. Everywhere. Everywhere. And (laughs) picture coming soon. (laughs) Hey, uh, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend and uh, do it for yourself. Let yourself be great. Take your passion. Make it happen. And cut the yuck. Cut the yuck. Thanks, guys. See ya.